0: This episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor of the show, Picmonic. Picmonic is an audiovisual learning system with unforgettable stories and characters to help you remember everything you need to know for PT school and beyond. Used by over 1.5 million students all over the world, Picmonic is perfect for streamlining your studying in an efficient manner. Listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps for a 20% discount. And first-time users can start today for free. Getting access to one learning objective and one Picmonic quiz per day, forever, at zero cost. Available on iOS, Android, and desktop. Once again, listeners to the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps at checkout. Happy studying. Let's get right into the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Snack Break Podcast. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, I interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. No guests today. It's just me sitting in my living room, reflecting upon the year 2022. And this year has honestly, it's probably been one of the most challenging, rewarding, stressful, and impactful years of my life so far. So I wanted to make this episode to detail some of the things that have taken place over the course of the past year. I know you all have probably seen the highlights on my Instagram feed, but there's so much more to the story than a few posts here and there detailing some of the things that went well. So, and I think it's important to note that there has been a lot of challenges over the course of this year. I think we came out um, better than we entered, but at the same time, a lot of lessons I learned along the way and a lot that I'd like to share about this past year. And it's good reflection for me too. Um, Sometimes I like to use this podcast format as a little bit of a audio journal for me to reflect on different ideas and different concepts that I'm thinking about. So I hope that you enjoy the episode, and let's get right into it. So about this time last year, upon my reflection, I'm finishing my coursework, wrapping up those final classes, which is a huge milestone, but I don't think I necessarily realized at the time how much work there still was to be done. I mean, I still had two clinical rotations. I still had the board exam to take, but at the same time, you know, I felt a huge sense of relief. Finally, I was going to have a little bit more control over my learning. I wasn't necessarily going to have to show up to five or six classes each week, a lot of which maybe I wasn't super, super interested in, um, but just had to take in order to check a box. So I think that was the biggest turning point for me is realizing that from this point forward, outside of boards, I was going to have a little bit more control um, over what I wanted to learn and the direction that I wanted to take this, uh, this journey from here on out. Now, during this time, I was still in the middle of the residency application process and dealing with interviews. So a large part of this final semester was dedicated to writing essays, meeting with professors, and doing a lot of those things behind the scenes left me feeling like maybe I wasn't taking advantage of the social aspect of being with my PT classmates for the last time on a consistent basis. Um, So that's something that weighed on me a little bit heavily, especially into these final rotations. As everyone spread out across the country, um, I was, I stayed in St. Louis for my third rotation. And then I was off in the middle of uh, rural Kansas for my last, but during that period, I decided that I wanted to start to study for the board exam, knowing that I wanted to take it in April, get it out of the way. So I devoted all my time and resources every single minute I had that was free. I felt like I needed to be studying for this board exam, and in retrospect, that probably was not the best approach. I think that I could have taken a much ba- not much more balanced approach to studying for boards um, because it got to a point where I was spending a lot of time in the morning before my clinicals, going to work all day, seeing a full patient caseload, and then coming home um, and doing more, either studying for boards or finishing up residency um, application stuff. And it just got to be a lot. And there were several days where I'd walk into... That third clinical, my CI would just, she'd look at me like, I don't know. She could just see it in my eyes that I was so tired and so exhausted from this process because I was kind of running myself into the ground a little bit. Um, and that was another one of the challenges that I faced just as I moved through those last clinicals, is trying to wrap up residency interviews and things like that because I was taking time off from um, clinicals. I had to take a few days off for a flight here, flight there. Um, online interviews. So it's like I'm trying to plan for my future here for this next year and a half, but at the same time I haven't even passed these last clinicals. So there's a little bit of a disconnect um, and I think frustration between uh, some of my CIs and me and just that kind of I know the path that I want to take. Maybe it's not having to relate to the patient population that I'm currently treating for this rotation. And that was that was really really tough. So I had to, had to make a couple adjustments mentally, realizing that okay, you've got this end goal of getting into a residency program, but you can't get there unless you know you pass these clinicals. So I had to take a little bit of a step back and try and figure out how am I going to manage my time here between the residency applications, treating the patients in front of me, and then even doing some of the side things that I really really enjoy doing and that bring me joy, such as the podcast. Um, so I I had to take a step back there. Um, so, I mean, just moving forward, talking about those final rotations. So my inpatient acute care rotation was challenging for a couple reasons. Uh, just my level of interest with that patient population wasn't necessarily as high as, uh, orthopedics, um, conflicting personalities with, uh, some of my coworkers and CIs again, regarding the whole residency situation, vacation time, them having time off, me having time off. It's just hard when the communication wasn't necessarily um, at the level it could have been from time to time, which was, which was both our faults. In retrospect, I think we handled it pretty well. Um, and then that rotation actually ended with an incident report being filed on my final day because I left a patient um, unattended for about a minute while I went to grab my CI, and she didn't have a chair close by to her. Um, so that was, that was frustrating for me too, realizing, okay, I made it through this entire rotation. And on the final day, I get my first ever instant report. Um, so I, I came home that day, you know, I was, ha- I was bittersweet. I was happy the rotation was coming to an end and I was moving on. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I just I felt a little bit unfulfilled the last couple months with this rotation. Um, and I'm scrolling through my phone, kind of just trying to, you know, distress a little bit take in everything that just happened, um, process what might be happening with this incident report, because I know I'm going to have to talk about it at some point with uh, faculty and staff, and I don't really know what the repercussions of that are going to be. So there I am scrolling on my phone, and all of a sudden I see this ad for a strength and conditioning internship out in Boston, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, this, this looks interesting. Uh, I've got a brother that lives out in Boston, and... Um, I don't really want to stay at home all summer. I'm going to take, I'm going to pass boards in April. I'm going to have a couple months off before this residency starts when I get accepted. Let's go to Boston. Let's have an awesome summer. I'm applying. So this came across my my Instagram feed at maybe 12, 1230 at night. I'm thinking, oh God, this is due the next day. Is, Is it worth applying? Should I go for it? I still can't tell you quite why I did it, but for whatever reason, I found myself one o'clock in the morning filming a video about why I should be accepted to this uh, strength conditioning internship. If nothing else, I just wanted a little bit of a change of pace, something different. Um, So I went for it. I filled out the entire application that night, submitted the next day, and then about a week later, I found out that I got accepted. And I was thinking, holy smokes, this is a, this is a pretty cool opportunity. It's going to be great. So I've, I guess I kind of forgot about that or put that on the back burner for a while as I moved on to my last rotation, which was the private private practice clinic in rural Kansas. Um, I lived with one of the uh, one of the physical therapists had a friend who was renting out a room that was fairly cheap, super super small town where pretty much everyone knows everyone. Um, that but that was my f- really my first uh, exposure to small town USA. like there are very few people in this community uh, not a not a ton going on so I guess from an outside looking in, I thought this would be a good opportunity you know to really lock down and study for boards. Um, tons of great biking in the area. they're actually known for a couple things their disc golf scene as well as their um, gravel gravel biking scene. So I spent most of my weekends either biking or studying for boards, which is it was good. Um, the whole the whole town was I mean it was pretty charming. Um, not a ton going on, like I said. And this was a clinical where I was kind of in the middle of nowhere by myself. So I knew I knew the clinicians from clinic. Um, my CI I spent some time with you know fishing, doing some outdoorsy stuff. But outside of that, again, a lot of my free time was dedicated to studying for boards, which by the end of it just got to be a point where I was like, I don't want to look at this content anymore. I'm so tired of studying for it. I'm tired of seeing the same stuff over and over again. But a lot of my studying that I was doing in retrospect is a little bit more passive than active. Um, So just a lot of time sitting at my desk reviewing, again, a lot of content necessary for the exam, but maybe not all that I'm super interested in. So towards the end of that clinical rotation, I actually took the board exam. So I had a couple of days off, drove to, <laughs> drove to Oklahoma to take the exam at 2:30 in the afternoon. So nothing about that previous sentence is ideal at all. Um, I'm very much a morning person in terms of, you know, if I had the opportunity to take a test at seven or eight in the morning and be thrilled with it. So the fact that I had to drive all the way to Oklahoma to take this exam at 2.30 in the afternoon was a recipe for disaster to begin with. So um, I woke up, kind of went through my routine that I had done a couple times, uh, tried to wake up a little bit later, tried to stretch out the morning, prepare all my things, and then then drove to Oklahoma. Once I get there, didn't didn't feel didn't feel great coming out of the exam felt fine but needless to say about a week later I found out I did not pass boards so this was kind of a devastating moment for me I had two weeks left in my clinical rotation about a, actually sorry about a week and a half um, and I had already committed to this internship in Boston um, didn't know if that was going to be able to happen anymore I didn't know what kind of implications this is gonna have for the residency at this point. I'd found found out that I was accepted. Um, so my world had kind of collapsed on me in a matter of a few weeks. And I just remember I was sitting in my car thinking, you know, I don't know if I I don't know if I want to be a PT. I don't know if I wanna do this anymore. All these negative thoughts and different things were floating through my mind, and this was really <clears throat> probably one of the most challenging periods of the year because it was like You know i just worked so hard i worked so hard for the last you know three four months preparing to pass this thing in april and all of a sudden you know this major roadblock is thrown in my way where it's like okay now what i thought i gave it my all like what could i possibly have done differently so um we went through the next week things were things were fine at work um It was, you know, a little bit awkward getting asked by coworkers, hey, did you pass your exam? And me giving them a lot of, oh, you know, the results haven't come out yet. I mean, you can only string that long so long. But in order to get my mind off things, one of my coworkers actually invited me to participate in a uh, gravel cycling race the next weekend. And, you know, he offered to pay for my entry, which was very generous of him. And I was like, okay, you know, I've said no to a few of the previous bike races you've asked me to do. Let's go ahead and do this race. Um, it was just a 30-mile fun ride, so the stake's not super, super high. I usually bike, you know, between 15, 25 miles at a time. This shouldn't be too big of a deal. Um, but I, I've talked about it before, but what happened is during the race, we had about five miles left, and I actually hit a pothole, fell off my bike, um, and broke my arm. So now not only have I failed boards, now I've got a arm that I cannot use, my right arm. What the hell is this next period going to look like? I've got to study for boards with a broken arm. I'm supposed to help people in a strength conditioning setting. I can't lift weights with this arm. What in the world is, what am I going to do? Um, so after I broke my arm, I went to the ER uh, in that small town. They took some X-rays, didn't tell me a whole lot, put me in a sling. Um, I I didn't know the extent of the injury; it wasn't communicated to me very well. So with with all that in mind, you know, talking to my parents, talking to the director of clinical education at my PT school, we all decided it was probably going to be the best situation for me to you know go home to wrap this up. And so I can get healthy, get ready for taking boards again, um, get ready for this next phase of my life. Because there was not going to be any additional benefit um, for me staying at this clinic rotation when I I couldn't move, couldn't move my arm. I was on some pretty heavy pain medication, so it was a really it was really a kind of a sad situation because I had developed a pretty good relationship with all the other clinicians at this clinic and we ended on a little bit of a rough note because all of a sudden i built up this full patient caseload um and he's treating a full patient caseload outside of me and all of a sudden i'm gone i i had didn't have the opportunity to discharge patients didn't have the opportunity to say goodbye so now he's left with double the caseload so that was a little bit frustrating for me um because i felt like there was no way for me to communicate um Uh, communicate in a way that was going to justify me leaving in his mind if that makes sense Um, because you know I I could have showed up I could have maybe helped with ultrasound or something like that Um, but I didn't feel comfortable given the pain medication I was on and given the situation with me not knowing the extent of my arm injury so uh, my uncle came and picked me up drove me to Kansas City and then my dad drove down from Minnesota to drive me home but again, this period of time was not easy. Um, I'm still questioning at this point if I'm going to go to Boston um, and what my you know NPTE prospects are. So I get home to Minnesota, get some additional X-rays performed, uh, met with orthopedics. We discuss you know surgery is not going to be necessary. This will be a situation where you know start start moving your arm a little bit more. I asked for physical therapy if they would recommend it. Um, she gave me, I think, an exercise handout and said she had contacts um, in Boston if I were to need to reach out. Uh, at, at this point, she was kind of encouraging me to go to Boston if I still wanted to. My parents thought that I should go, um, just because it, it is you know it is such a was such a great opportunity. So I was home for about a week, and then ten days after breaking my arm. Uh, I set out on a 21-hour road trip to Boston, where I lived with lived with my brother. Um, and had a phenomenal experience there. So I worked at Champion PT and Performance, um, and this is this is an organization composed of a lot of my role models that I've followed in uh, throughout my journey in physical therapy school, and um, a lot of them. have a a ton of visibility within the field and are people that I look up to a ton. So to be able to work side by side with some of my biggest role models in the world of strength conditioning and physical therapy was an incredible experience. I feel like I learned a lot in terms of how to approach treating a client from a strength conditioning standpoint, whereas I'd previously had been treating most of my um, patients through solely a Uh, physical therapy lens. I'd got, I'd got my CSCS a few years ago, um, but it was a situation where I had got the content didactically, but I honestly had never had an experience where I could truly apply that with clients. So having the opportunity to work with so many different athletes ranging from, you know, division three, high school, middle school, all the way up to the pros and people who are participating in some pretty unique sports, such as like ultimate Frisbee, um, rowing uh, and then more standard like you know you got baseball basketball football all that good stuff but we saw really a variety of clients and i felt like i got some tremendous mentorship um, people who not only stretched me to think about um, think about concepts of strength conditioning concepts of physical therapy but also just gave me a lot of good you know mindset mindset advice how to approach um, how to approach practice, how to approach bettering yourself in all your endeavors or whatever field you go into. And I think more than anything, uh, I got a lot of insight into the importance of surrounding yourself by people who are doing um, doing great things and trying to push themselves individually. Because when you have so many people side by side, all working to better themselves and better you know, whatever they're working towards collectively, that's when you get something special like champion PT and performance. So this was really a great experience for me and being able to, you know, get exposure to the type of organization that is um, and just how it's run so successfully and um, with so many great individuals throughout. And on top of that, this period was tremendous for me because, you know, for one of the first times in my life, it was just me and my brother and I felt like we got so much closer during this period of time. I was able to get a peek into, you know, what his life looks like out in Boston when he's at school, the kinds of things he likes to do, and we just had so much fun. Whether it was exploring different bars, going to baseball games at Fenway, um, him showing me different areas of the city, um, I, I will cherish that time together for the rest of my life. Um, but. Moving on, during that period of time, I still have not passed boards, Um, so it was a situation where, yeah, I'm getting all this great exposure to strength conditioning, but I still have not passed boards. I still don't know if I'm going to be eligible for this PT residency, because at the end of the day, I need to have my license. So... I enrolled in the PT final exam uh, independent study course. And so that was a situation where I had access to all these different lectures covering various topics of things that would be on the exam. So during my time when I'm not at work at Champion getting my mentorship, hanging out with all the athletes, I'd go home and I would be studying PT stuff. So I felt like I couldn't maybe commit as much as I would have liked in terms of learning about the strength conditioning Mm -hmm. Uh, Information because I've got like this big continuing education drive with lots of resources that I was hoping to dig super deeply into. I saved the ones that I want to go back to. um, But at the same time, my free time was spent studying for the board exam. I took a more relaxed approach this time, so I wasn't studying as aggressively as the first time around. Um, But it still did require a good amount of time, you know, making sure that I had all my ducks in a row and that the second time around, I wasn't going to have any issues. So... In making sure that that was the case, I got all my requirements checked off as soon as possible because there was no way I was taking this exam at 2.30 in the afternoon again. Um, luckily, there was a Prometric Testing Center that was probably about two miles away from where I was staying. And this setup <laughs> this setup could not have been more perfect in any way. Um, they were super friendly, let me do a walkthrough. Uh, Like I said, probably 10 minutes away from my house. Um, And then I took the exam at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, I think I actually got started a little bit before 7.00 because I was the first one there. And they're like, all right, you know, if you're ready, head on in. So I'm extremely blessed that that all worked out. And then needless to say, I passed the boards this time around. Um, And that was another big turning point for me in realizing a couple of things. One, you know, if you persevere, if you continue at it, um, you're going to end up getting the result. It may take a little bit longer, but as long as you're committed, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. And then the next would be, <laughs> so I got a little bit of a taste of this after the end of PT uh, di- school didactic work, but now I really was a little bit more free. Um, I was not going to be restricted to studying this METE content. I could look more into, you know, some of the champion resources I was provided. So it was just this huge weight off my chest. And um, that was probably the first time of the whole year where I could really take a take a deep, deep breath in, deep breath out, and realize, okay, you're doing this thing, you're gonna become a PT. Despite you know, all the challenges you'd face the last several months, things are starting to come together a little bit so after my um after the champion internship wrapped up i drove all the way back home so another 21 hours on the road uh, i said goodbye to my brother said goodbye to boston and then i was home for i want to say maybe four or five days and then i had to pack up all my things to get ready for texas so completely different wardrobe completely different Completely different everything, really. Um, and then I think that drive was maybe 18 hours. So I loaded up all my belongings, headed down to Texas. And as soon as I arrived, I rolled I rolled down the window. And I was like, oh my God, my steering wheel is sweating. There was so much condensation on the steering wheel. It was so hot that I was like, holy God, I think I made a mistake. Um, but yeah, so the weather, <laughs> the weather was a big shock for me. Um, I didn't know anyone within Houston. Um, luckily, I was able to arrange. Luckily, I was able to arrange housing as a mutual friend from college had a. I think it was his like fourth grade teacher had this uh, garage apartment rental um, that I was able to you know get into, and it's been a it's been a good fit so far. Uh, it's got pretty much everything I need. Rents reasonable, so that's worked out really well. Um, still definitely adjusting after I had arrived shortly when I started to get my feet underneath me. Um, I was in a car accident thinking it was concussed. So that was another roadblock. I just got my car back a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah, a couple weeks ago by the time this was published. Um, but so that was a whole nother ordeal in itself, having to get a rental car and during a rental car shortage, um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of different things adjusting to living on my own and having my first job for the first time. But luckily, I've had incredible support so far throughout the residency program, whether it's my supervisor, whether it's my coworkers, everyone around me uh, has made a point that their only job is to help make sure that all my questions are getting answered and that I'm growing as a clinician. Um so everyone's been very willing and accommodating to my learning needs which has been a great change for me because i in the past i think typically throughout pt school and things like that maybe i'm not the quickest learner maybe i don't pick up on things as quickly in a large group setting so having the opportunity to work one-on-one with highly skilled clinicians has been something again that i'm super grateful for and has been a wonderful opportunity for me um Okay, so moving on. So we got into, got into the residency program that started. Everything is going well, um, aside from the car accidents. But I also accomplished another one of my huge goals right after getting admitted to the residency program. I published my first book. So the residency playbook, step-by-step guide for mastering the RFPT CAS and securing a spot in your dream physical therapy residency uh, really came together over the course of the year. I'd been wanting to write a book for so long and I decided, okay, I guess this first book needs to be based on something that I've accomplished, um, something that I know a lot about, and something that I think can be helpful for others. So I wrote this book as kind of like, a, I guess just a guide for someone to have who is considering applying to physical therapy residency. So deciding, you know, is it something for you? Is it the best option or are there other options? And then if you do decide that it's something you wanna pursue, what steps do you take? as I moved through the physical therapy, um, residency application myself, the RFP TCAS, I had a lot of questions and I found myself asking, you know, faculty, staff, calling the RFP TCAS, trying to get answers from anyone and everyone. And, you know, I felt like I was pestering people and doing a lot more work than I needed to, but I couldn't find like any one resource that had the answers to the questions I was asking. Um, so that's why I, that's why I wrote the book I spent some time writing it as I applied to um, these residency programs so I kind of wrote it in real time but it had just been sitting on my computer for a while and I hadn't submitted it and I don't I don't necessarily know why I was holding back um, but when I eventually did I was very I was uh, I was just ecstatic I was like oh my god you did it um, you know I haven't necessarily sold a crazy amount of copies but my big thing is, Hey, at least I'm able to help some people in this resources out there if they were to need it. Um, so I mean, if you're interested or know anyone who's interested, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and it's probably one of the things I'm a little bit prouder of this year that I've accomplished because, again, I'd wanted to do it for so long. <coughs> um, other notable things that happened this year. So this happened a little bit more recently. Um, but I actually just signed my first uh, podcast sponsorship and then was able to release 13 more episodes of the show this year. So the podcast has it's grown um, to a point where, you know, it's something that I feel like has turned into a pretty sizable resource in terms of having um, different guests on who are doing a lot of cool things within the field of physical therapy, and maybe taking different approaches. Um, defining various needs for physical therapy, or even redefining what physical therapy is or should be. Um, So that's been something that I've really, really enjoyed is just having these conversations with different individuals, because every time I come off of a podcast, I feel re-energized, I feel refocused, and I feel like, okay, I have a peek into the life of someone who's doing something that they really, really enjoy. Um, They're working with the population they want, or they're creating content surrounding uh the population they're interested in there's no reason why i can't do this myself so i think that constantly contacting people who are doing the things you want to do and doing things that are fulfilling them is a great way to re-energize yourself so that's that's been another thing that i've really enjoyed over the course of the year so that pretty much brings me to where i am today i'm four months um about four months into being a practicing full-time physical therapist, uh, I've completed the first two modules of my physical therapy residency. So, both primary care, and we had our uh, lumbar module exam this past week. So, I've had some live patient exams. I've um, I've taught a lecture uh, at a DPT school. Um, I've had the opportunity to be a TA in different labs, and I don't know just. It's crazy looking back to where things were, um, even just six months ago. Uh, I mean, my arm's pretty much fully healed now. I'm building up my mileage on the bike again, getting some of that confidence back. And you know, I'm <clears throat> and I'm just continuing to be surrounded by so, so many people and so many individuals who are so willing to help, and uh, friends and family who have been so supportive. Um, so I feel like okay, I'm getting a little, getting a little bit sentimental and a little bit gushy here. And that's not typically my personality or the type of person I am, but I am, I really am grateful for everything that's taken place over the course of the past year. Um, whether it's been positive, whether it's been negative, cause I feel like this year has really pushed me to grow personally. It's pushed me to grow professionally. Um, and it's really made me, it really made me think about you know how far you can come in a year and how uh, how much can change in an instance um, because even if you do have those highs and lows such as I experienced over this past year the general trajectory seems to be moving in a positive direction um, and I'm really uh, really pretty excited about 2023 coming in with a little bit more of a clear vision and um, more confidence in my future, the future of physical therapy. And the more I continue to talk to other individuals who are doing great things within the field, um I realize that there's you know, there's endless potential for the certain, the types of things that you can do and the type of clinician you can be and the types of populations you can serve. <clears throat> so I think that everyone within the field has, you know, really really good opportunity to um make the most of it. So I hope everyone had a fantastic 2022. I'm excited to hear about everyone's plans for the new year. And we will, as always see on the next one. Thanks for listening.